enough to have like your own human now too like i'm old enough to have a human and be <laughs> responsible for this human. right yeah the and responsibility then, like, part when they start showing their personality of like i really like this and i really don't like this it's so mm-hmm. funny like loves bananas oh yeah loves bananas mm-hmm. so as soon as he sees that we have bananas in the house he just points like i want that and I'm like, you already had two today. You can't have more. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Lindsay, like, when it comes to food, we like such different things that it's really fun to see what things Bella enjoys and what she doesn't enjoy. Yeah. And be like, oh, she gets that from you. Yeah. Like, oh, she gets that from me. That's it's really so cool. funny. So, <laughs> he's very much Josh's child, but he's also very much mine. Mm-hmm. Because if there's, like, a hole in something, like a screwdriver hole, like, any type of hole in anything, yeah. he immediately has to stick his he's finger like, in it. Like, my finger will fit. <laughs> which is such a Josh thing. Or he'll be like, this belongs here. It's like, oh my gosh, you're totally your uh... dad. Like, he does so many things that are so Josh. I'm like, you're going to have OCD. That's awesome. <laughs> Lindsay only says that when Bella farts. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're definitely your dad's kid. Yeah. like, daddy, I toots. <laughs> I toots. <laughs> so good. That's adorable. How old is she now? Three. Oh, my goodness. Three, four in July. So crazy. I feel like she was just born. I, I feel know. like you were just telling us that you were, like, going to be a dad. going to be a dad. Yeah, it's crazy how fast it's been. Like, this is like the, the quickest three years. She's so years tall. She's huge. She's in, like, the uh, 90th percentiles and Dang. stuff on a ton of junk. So she's in gymnastics. Oh, that's so fun. And, yeah, it's awesome for her. Um, but it's all, like, age-grouped and stuff. Oh, right. So right. three oh. to fives. So she, like, the tallest one. Almost. Oh, like, no. Five-year-olds are pretty big. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah. like, stacked up to them, she's, like... Whoa. Yeah. People thought she was like five and stuff. Yeah, oh my goodness. I hope she's tall. I hope she's just ridiculously tall. Yeah. I think that would be funny. That would be great. Because like my brother is six three and everybody else is like five eight, five yeah. nine. Yeah. The women are even shorter than that. <laughs> so he's yeah. literally the tallest person in our family. Yeah. And Lindsay, hmm. Her family doesn't really have too many tall people. Yeah. Probably a couple, like, six feet people. But I think it would just be funny if she was, like, six yeah. foot five. She got those, like, She's tall jeans. Like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be funny. That would be great. Yeah. Mine is... Because he was a preemie. <laughs> so yeah. he's, like... I mean, he's he does well with his curve. But he's definitely, like, height and weight and, like... Fourth and eleventh, and then his head circumference is ninety nine. Nice. <laughs> he's literally head. like got the body of like a twelve month old, and then <laughs> he's got the head of a seven year old. <laughs> it's so funny. So we're always like, "You're top heavy. Be careful when you're standing on that dude," because <laughs> he definitely will. Like, oh. <laughs> his head gets Aww. the better of him sometimes. <laughs> That's awesome. I feel like I'm always apologizing for the sound of my... Oh. The people I share this house with. Yeah. The ambience. <laughs> yes. All of my children. Fur babies and real babies. <laughs> cool. Well, shall we begin? Yes, let's begin. Excellent. Hello, animal lovers. Welcome to my podcast, where I geek out about animals. I'm Nicole, and you are listening to Animal Facts. This podcast may not be suitable for all listening ears, specifically young ones. And I just want to remind everyone that I am not a professional, just an animal enthusiast, because I just love learning about them. I think they're so cool, and they can do so many cool things. Some things I say may just be my opinion, and sometimes I am misinformed. Or sometimes I am just 
straight up wrong. So forgive me, I am only human after all. But please email me at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so I can correct myself and I also have the chance to learn from you. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy! Welcome animal lovers to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole and my guest today is... Cody. Cody. Gonzalez. Or G. Any of those words. Brown sugar. Brown sugar, baby. (laughs) He is um, a good buddy of mine, and maybe one day him and I will have our own podcast, and it'll be hilarious. He'll teach me all the things that I am very innocent about. (laughs) And we'll just laugh about all the dirty jokes. Yeah, a bunch of dirty birds in here. A bunch of dirty doggies. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Um, So to start, we're going to do a personal question. And your personal question today is, how did we meet? We met. What is our history? <laughs> we met in Insomnia in the bakery. Yeah. I was coming from a cooking gig and I wanted to learn baking yep. to uh, improve my chef-like qualities. And I was fortunate enough to land there. Yeah. And it was absolutely wild when I first landed because I was still pretty young in my cooking career for the most part. And I took everything way too serious. When I had that interview with McKenna, I was, like, sweating. I thought McKenna was, like, 40. Not by looks, but by her demeanor. I was like, oh, my God. So when I found out she's the same age as us, I was like, oh. And then the first shift I worked with you when we opened, I don't think I got any sleep the night before. Because I had to be there at, like, 3, 3.30. And... I thought almost the same thing about you. I was like, oh my God, here's this person who's probably been baking for like 10 plus years. Just an absolute monster in here. And I'm going to look like such a noob. They're going to laugh at me. They're going to tell me I'm effing everything up. They're going to they're gonna wreck me is what's going to happen. And we're going through it. And I swear, like everything you were telling me to do was like, yeah, in one year, I'm immediately it so many out times. the other. Literally, I was like, she's going to kick my ass is what's going to happen here in like about 10 minutes. You're going to be like, okay, you really have never done this before. My God. And uh, pretty much after the first couple of weeks and a lot of tears and no sleep from me, I got to know everybody better. And I was like, okay, never mind. I can chill. I can relax. These people are all not 40 or 45. Uh, and they're not going to beat me up because I don't know how to. Yep. They're not going to beat me up because I don't know how to roll cinnamon dough out and stuff like that. So I can chill and be more me. Yeah. And then we would play tic tac toe with all the extra quiche crusts. crusts. That was so fun. And then that was the moment I was like, okay, this is cool. This is great. I might suck, but they'll teach me the ways. Yes. And you did. And you did great. And then you left us. Oh, and then we got to do fun cakes and we were going to open a cake bar. (laughs) I still tell people about that because now. I became the head chef at the Dolahan, but that's fine because I'll be leaving there uh, oh. soon enough. It's okay, but it's it's cool. It's all good. But a lot of the cooks that I come through and talk with, none of them have any baking experience whatsoever, oh. or they've only done like soda bread or oh. like biscuits, you know, the most easy, yeah. you know, it's kind of hard to screw very up. Very, very, very basic stuff. So when I tell them that, I always love talking about the cake bar. Yes. That I always thought was like, man, the coolest idea that me and this old coworker of mine had was this. And I tell him about all the cool cakes that we would do and think of yeah. and come up with. And it was just so much fun. 
And they're like, wow, that sounds really ambitious. So I was like, yeah, well, we would have made it happen. We would we, have. We done that. And we would have brought so. Erica in for all the fun cinnamon yeah. rolls. It would have been the cake bar with just roll with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, that would have been so... That would, That's a stellar idea. That yeah. is a very stellar idea. It's trademarked Don't steal and people. It's patented already. Don't even try. <laughs> yeah, because we were going to do it. cakes with drinks. So it was literally mm-hmm. like a cake bar. Yeah. And we were going to do a bunch of candy bar flavored mm-hmm. things. So it was like even more puns. Yes. And then we had all the fun cinnamon rolls, which I do so many different flavors and those like savory and sweet i did um, a bananas foster cinnamon roll really wow i would love to try more savory ones yeah especially like like, we did like cream cheese with ham and stuff so good and a breakfast one i've done oh i have so much fun with cinnamon rolls (laughs) making them all kinds of fun flavors (laughs) i've always wanted to try a cinnamon roll that maybe like has like a coolie or like compote in it or something like that rather than just the traditional cinnamon brown sugar type gig we'll hang out more yeah absolutely we'll make lots of cinnamon rolls record (laughs) podcasts that sounds awesome (laughs) and then open our cake bar and just roll with it Mm -hmm. you mean erica We'll make great. it happen. I haven't talked with Erica in so long. I hope she's doing great. She's having her third baby she is in pumping January. them out. I'm gonna say she is just pumping them out. So she is her, her dream. second was supposed to be two months older than mine, but mine oh. is a week older than her. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So we were pregnant at the same time, and it was great. Oh, and we wow. hang out, and so like our two boys are like buddies. <laughs> oh, that's so wicked. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah, awesome. She's doing great. Nice, awesome. Congrats, Erica. Yeah, congrats, shout Erica. Out to you. Shout out to you. We love you. <laughs> shout out, uh, shout out to your man, Greg. Greg, thank you. <laughs> I was about to say shit. I forgot his name. <laughs> uh, shout out to Greg putting in that overtime. You know, it's true. Yeah, you, it's true. It's a lot of work, man. So congrats to you. Good job on you, you sack. So, good job, man. <laughs> Six-pack of abs after this. <laughs> I'm just giggling so much. <laughs> Alright, so the first animal I have for you was, like, got. immediately when I was like, I'm going to have Cody be a guest. I was like, this is the animal I'm going to talk about. <laughs> I'm so excited. So we're going to do trivia, so I'm going to ask you, give you, like, three clues. Okay. And you're going to see if you can guess what animal it is. If not, then we'll do a drum roll and we'll right. tell you what it is. So, the first clue is there are more than... There are about 8,000 species of this creature found all over the world. Almost all over the world, minus Antarctica. Any guesses? (laughs) (laughs) I love animals. I don't know know anything uh, about them. Um, (laughs) Now, when when you do this, by the way, it's like any kind of animal, right? Yep. Anything. Yep. Like One aquatic day, or land guys yep, or anything yep. like that. Okay. Literally anything. So we have categories. We have mammals. We okay. have insects. We have birds. We have reptiles and amphibians. We have all the water-dwelling ones, which are water-dwelling mammals. And then we have our specials of, like, mythical animals and, like, the oh, Chinese zodiac animals. <laughs> okay. Very cool. So. All right. So We can do thousand, anything. 8,000. Mm-hmm. So that's. It's a very common creature okay. very common critter okay and i'll also give you another clue because it's something we always use is it a mammal and does it have a a in it it is not a mammal okay and it does not have an a in it so not a mammal no a eight thousand of species of them goldfish good guess what no <laughs> 
don't know. That is a good thinking, guess. There was, are a lot of goldfish. I'm thinking, you know, no A, fish. <laughs> there are a lot of goldfish. We actually did a goldfish episode. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. awesome. It just released last week. Oh, wow. It really released, like, just a few weeks ago. Okay, wow. So. What a guess. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, they used to be, they are normally green. Really? In the wild. What makes them gold? Just listen to the episode. Okay. okay. I don't remember half the information I remember. I, like, forget, like, three more animals later. I'm like, okay. when I listen to them, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forget half the stuff I tell people. <laughs> okay. Second clue is they use the stars and the Milky Way to navigate. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I actually heard about an animal that does that not yeah, too long ago. Yeah, it's super rare. That is... I'm going to laugh so hard if you guess this. I'll probably it's just be in shock. <laughs> I was about to yell, turtle, but no, <laughs> I'm not yelling that Turtle! One. Bikes! Uh, bikes! It's definitely bikes <laughs> use the moon to guide their way home. Uh, <laughs> oh, can you imagine if that was like a cute little like Pixar short? That would be adorable. That would be so cute. Pixar, send the check. Um... <laughs> Yes. Oh my goodness. I, I'm so stuck on water animals right now that I just want <laughs> to yell aquatic okay. critters. Go for it. But I'm thinking about how are they supposed to see the Milky Way and all that from under there? They're That's not paying true. attention under on the sea. that. <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not thinking about that. Um Fox. Fox. Young fox. It's a good guess. There are a lot of them. It is a mammal though. <laughs> it, oh dang it, it Kay, is. Okay, here's your third clue. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> we have definitely, like, Jayla in the past is like, it's this kind of animal. I'm like, it's not a pig. And I'm just like, every guest, I'm like, it's a pig. It's a pig. It's gotta it's be a, a pig. It's a pig, but it's like, not even a mammal. I'm like, but it's, it's a pig. <laughs> and it's like, a lizard. <laughs> so, don't worry. Sometimes you're just in that mindset. And once I tell you what it is, it's gonna be so good. Okay, third clue. They are considered one of the strongest animals in the world, and they regularly make it onto the top ten list of strongest animals or creatures. Okay. Um, (laughs) Goldfish! Goldfish again! (laughs) They gotta be strong for something. Okay, strong animal. Mm -hmm. That's also a nerd, because it pays attention to the sky. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. Who's strong? No A in the name. No A. It is also not a mammal. Not a so mammal. It can't be a fox. Sadly, can't be a fox. Cannot be one. Okay. <laughs> you guys now can hear my thinking, mom in the background. Now also, I'm thinking, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's watching are my spiders baby. strong? Do spiders, spiders get are strong? strong? I think. Do I don't know that tough? much about spiders. Let's see. Uh, who, uh, dung beetles are pretty strong. Dung beetles are pretty strong. Dung beetle, it is. Dung there it beetle. Is. Dung beetle. There's your final, final guess. answer. Final you ready guess. for your drum roll? I am. Dung beetle. It is a dung beetle. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. What? <laughs> dung beetles. It is a dung beetle. That's why I was like, I'm going to do it spirit. because it's poop. <laughs> That's Cody and I would animal. always talk about poop. That is my spirit animal. Yes! Dung beetle for sure. Yes. If, I was to get re- if reincarnation is a thing and I got reincarnated, <laughs> I like to imagine I'd be reincarnated as a bear, maybe a rhino, but I think ultimately with all the life choices I have made, it'd be like, nope. 
dung beetle. <laughs> well, at least you'll be one of the strongest. Yeah. And a Consistent. nerd, apparently, because yeah. you can use stars to navigate. It's either that or the poop, so I don't, oh my gosh. I don't get too After- many choices. <laughs> After this, it's going to be so great, too, knowing that that's your ultimate spirit animal. <laughs> because there's so much poop about them. I <laughs> hope so. There's literally so much crap about these butt <laughs> I hope so. I really do. I would be disappointed if they were called uh, dung beetles, but they have nothing to do with poop. Right, they just look like they poop. Look like but poop. they don't look like poop. They're beautiful. They can be. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. You ready to learn about dung beetles so you can know even more about (laughs) if this truly is your spirit (laughs) (laughs) and just how much poop there is about them? (laughs) I am so excited. I'm thrilled. Yes. Okay, so some general information about the dung beetles. They're also called dung shapers. Dung shapers? And the tumble bug. Tumble, okay, that's kind of a cute name. Yeah, cute little tumble. So it's like the little babies can be tumble bugs and then all the adults are dung beetles. Dung beetles. This is your fate. (laughs) You cute little tumble bug. And you're a dung beetle. dung beetles are there. I don't want to be dung. Dung beetle. <laughs> it's like the bug. tumble bugs are the toddlers. <laughs> Cute, but a nightmare. Yeah, no doubt. And maybe it's all their dung that they're rolling. Maybe. Because like, if we were the humans were doing that, oh buddy, Ooh. my dog. Ooh. 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 Be some Ooh. serious dung beetle action <laughs> no, thank going you. on. I'm glad we don't live like a dung beetle. Me It'd too. Be so smelly It'd be filthy. And gross. And It'd be a... I don't want to eat poop. Mm-mm. No. Anyways, <laughs> so dung beetles actually belong to a few different families. Um, their scientific name for is um, for the largest family of dung beetles is, I'm really bad at scientific names, as everyone knows, science words are hard. It's a scarabeidae. Scarabeidae, okay. Something like that, I don't know. S-C-A-R-A-B-A-E-I-D-A-E. Oh my gosh, that's really rough on my dyslexia. No doubt. <laughs> I don't even know. Where did this originate from? Like Latin or something? That's the name? My, like, yes. a the lot term. of the scientific terms. Yes, a lot do. So, the it does derive from a Latin term of scarab. Oh, okay. Sure. Yep, sure, because that makes Thank sense. Thank God the English language for <laughs> scarab. Scarab. <laughs> um, other majority families of dung beetles are called geo. Troopidae. Okay. And there are about 8,000 of them, like we said, although not all of them use dung at all, which is kind of weird. But, you know, I feel like if I was a dung beetle, I'd probably be the one that doesn't do much with the dung. You know what? Let's leave the dung out of this and do do the other stuff that's exciting. It's too dirty. Yeah. It's a little stinky. (laughs) But who knows? Maybe I'd be all for it as a dung beetle. Who knows? They have a whole entire... uh, ecosystem of dung i imagine that if they had other resources available they didn't like the dung they might turn to those maybe but honestly it's really funny they can't be very picky about their poop <laughs> okay so there's more to this there, there's a lot but, to their poop okay, choices so i see i see they are a complex animal. there was actually a ton of info on this I was like what i've done animals that are like way more known yeah and they're like harder to find research on but then the dung beetle has, like, so much. I was like, 
why is there so much information about this dung beetle? I like the scientists who took the time right. to be like, we need to study these. Right. Okay. All the, but they're just rolling poop around. <laughs> study it. We must know why, how, when. They need to know yes, everything. We must know all that there is to know about this poop-loving mm-hmm. beetle. When we dissect one, we really need to tap into its brain. <laughs> yeah. We need to see how it thinks. It becomes one with the dung. Yes. Um, and then beyond their taxonomical, oh my gosh, science words, classificate their taxonomy, uh, the dung beetle are also generally grouped together by their behavior. So there's like 8,000 species of them. And then there's like three groups of like, what type of dung beetle are they? And they are dung rollers, dung tunnelers, and dung dwellers. Oh my god. So we're just going to transfer the name dung to poop because it's funnier. So poop rollers, <laughs> poop tunnelers, and poop dwellers. Oh, the poop dwellers. <laughs> they're living well, I'm sure. Oh my gosh, it's so great. I'm sure their life is fantastic. <laughs> it is. Dwelling in the poop. We'll talk specifically about what distinguishes the three of those more later. <laughs> it's okay. so great. So for people who don't know what a dung beetle looks like, um, they are small insects measuring anywhere from... From about a half an inch to two and a half inches in size because there's a lot of species of them we're also talking about them as a general species i'm not talking about any specific species um and they are fairly wide shell with long flight wings that are folded underneath a harder outer shell wings so the best way i can describe it is like from bug's life that really big beetle that's like yes. ticklish yep. he's got like those hard shell ones and then like they open and then his like actual flying ones pop out yes it's like that okay <clears throat> yeah Dung beetles take flight? They do! Wow. They do. They can fly. Those poop bugs can fly. Ooh. Poo beetles. <laughs> poo flying. beetles. Poo flying. <laughs> and poop flies. <laughs> um, they can come in many different colors, including black, metallic, green, and red. And then many of the males will have a horn-like structure on their heads and thorax that enable them to fight each other to access mates. Wow. <laughs> yes. Dueling to the death. Dueling with those face horns. The horns. (laughs) The poo horns. (laughs) Um, And then they also have spurs on their legs to help them roll the dung balls. And they have six legs that are specially adapted for burrowing or moving around the dung. Um, do you want to guess what their conservation level is? So like are they endangered? Are they least concerned? Vulnerable? Um I would say least concerned. That's my guess at it. That's a good guess. Um, some are threatened by habitat loss and uh, beetle hunter collectors. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Who's out here hunting dung beetles? Have you ever watched the Avatar, The Last Airbender? <laughs> I have not uh, uh, watched it thoroughly, no. There's a scene where they like steal Appa, like some sand benders steal Appa and they like give them to like these merchants or the beetle head merchants and they like wear these like beetle head like hats oh my <laughs> so i imagine God. that that's what these people are but they're like tiny little, little beetles beetle heads <laughs> but i imagine like <laughs> if they could they'd have like these giant beetle like hats like i'm a beetle hunter mm. and a collector <laughs> yeah. just got me a bunch of dung beetles yesterday yeah but as a whole they are pretty like not super threatened but there are a few that's good. okay um but for the most part their population is pretty stable 
Okay, very so, nice. They're doing pretty that's good. good. To, that's great to hear. Yep. You go, dung beetles. Yes, you go, you poopy beetles. <laughs> <laughs> so their history is dung beetles have been around since the dinosaurs. Wow. They're old. Hey, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so they've even been able to find fossilized dung balls that are the size of tennis balls what? that date back millions of years ago. Oh my god. <laughs> Imagine finding that poop fossil. Like, oh, how old is this? <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of Ice Age, the like dung beetles that are like rolling the poop. Oh, like, yeah. Can we please leave this crap? I'm sure there's more crap where we're going. It's a gift from my mom. <laughs> They're just rolling this poop <laughs> to survive. That is amazing. Wow. Right. How does it fossilize like that? <laughs> how does anything it... fossilize? That's amazing. Right. It's so funny, just the fossilized poop ball. It's a ball of poo. Yeah, it's like, the size of a tennis ball. It just gotta be from prehistoric age. It's gotta be. <laughs> I'm sure a dung beetle loved it. Um, and then the timeline places the origins approximately about 30 millions earlier than they previously thought. So they thought they were like not super old, and then they were like, oh my gosh, they're super old. <laughs> okay. So we just learn more and more because. They've got to learn about the dung beetles. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> um, their environment. Do you want to guess where you can find them? Um. Okay. So the first thing I would say is wherever poop is, but <laughs> good, that good would assumption. not be quite accurate. <clears throat> um, I think they would be maybe more in like a place akin to a, a jungle, maybe humid. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, a lot of poo would maybe gather <laughs> from multiple sources. Yes, all the other animals. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it's, like, dry or anything. It's very, very humid. It's very sweaty, very, like, almost swampy. Like, swampy. Louisiana, Florida, oh. like, the, those kind of places. Like, oh, the okay. buttholes of the earth. <laughs> the that of is earth. exactly where dung beetles would dwell, I think. <laughs> no offense to uh, Florida or Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying, sorry guys, is that when the United <laughs> States takes a shit, it all goes there when it flushes. Oh my goodness. Sorry guys. I, no, I don't make the rules, I just follow. He just stays away from the buttholes. Mm-hmm. For the <laughs> most part. the U.S. Of the U.S. Um, so, good. They, they are found all over the world, not just the buttholes of the U.S. Damn it. They, you can find them in forests grasslands, prairies, farmlands, and even in deserts. Wow. Um, so basically anywhere except Antarctica. Where it's not like, you know, Because, frozen, you know, yeah, they don't yeah, want frozen poop. They don't want frozen dung, okay? <laughs> Nobody does. Nobody wants that fishy penguin poop. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, stool. Anyway, I see videos of them rolling the balls around, you know, mm-hmm. it looks like some nice hearty dung. Some it nice does. poop. Do you want to know what kind of poop they, they like? Rhinoceros poop. Right <laughs> so, there. <laughs> we'll get into their diet and hunting. Oh, God. So, what kind of poop do they like and how do they decide? Um, They feed exclusively almost on poop. <laughs> um, so, that is like their main diet. <laughs> okay. Um, Question but, about yes. that. So, poo is like waste, right? Yes. Isn't it like void of all nutrients and anything possible like we've it's processed in our bodies yes and presumably has done the same in other animal bodies yes and then it's like 
we don't need this excess crap, literally. So <laughs> exit, please, out of the orifice. Yep. And then the dung beetles are like, thank the gods that this is here now. I can't wait to feast on this. I was starving. And become big and strong and be packed with nutrients. I mean, obviously must be working. They are one of the strongest. Magic. So maybe we just need to be eating our own waste. I I think they're onto something. I think (laughs) dung beetles, nope. No thanks. (laughs) So some species. We'll roll the dung back to their nest where the female will deposit eggs directly into the ball, which is gross, but we'll talk more about that later. Um, Some species will simply feed where the dung is deposited without creating any balls. (laughs) Go in. (laughs) Buffet time, baby. Yep. Most beetles will consume the feces at some point in their lives. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, But not all will just eat any poop. <laughs> ah, okay. They can be very picky. Um, oh, that's, yes, that's what that meant. I was very confused by the wording of that last, the first bit. <laughs> so, they will eat most any kind at some point, but okay. they are picky, so they're not just going to eat any all the time. Um, they'll eat what they need to if they have to, but if they can be picky, they will be. So, they... <laughs> They specialize in certain poop of certain animals and refuse to eat other types of poop unless necessary is basically what that is. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> and they gravitate mostly towards herbivore animals, okay. like cows, elephants, or certain monkeys, because that's what provides the most nutrient-rich valued poop okay. um, because of its undigested plant matter. So if you think that of like a horse, sense. like a lot of their, and like cows, a lot of their poop is pretty... It's manure, and you're like good to use right. it for your, your exactly gardens what I was and stuff. Thinking. Yeah, so it flourishes. Okay, there's so a lot that of good sense. nutrients to that poop, so that's what they generally like. Okay, but when needs be, they right. will survival eat. instinct kicks in. Yeah, they will eat other dung. Mm. Um, they also prefer fresh dung over stale dungs, which I think is so funny. Like, like, that's too stale. Ew, it's like stale. stale popcorn almost. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Who left this dung out for so long? Come yes. on. And then some beetles will wait in anticipation for their favorite animals to drop their poo. In anticipation? Yes. And, like, there's just a line of... <laughs> Dung beetles. They're just waiting. Just waiting. Do you have to poop yes. yet? Do you have to poo yet? Come on. It's been 12 hours. Come on. We're yeah. hungry. Come on, guys. Imagine like a poor like dung beetle restaurant would be like, no, I'm sorry. They haven't yet. gone yet. Yeah, we're waiting. I mean, you know, <laughs> they're all just like at like, a, like this certain round thing and they all have like their bibs on yeah, and like forks and knives and they're just like waiting in a circle and then it finally just drops and they all just dive in. Go in on this poo. That's a good image. That's amazing. Yeah, I like that. I think it'd be cute. Yet Someone again, make that into a gif. Yeah, please. A bunch of dumb Animate beetles that. with bibs and forks and knives. Waiting. On poop. And then poop just lands in front of them. It's like uh, in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs when they're all just like waiting at the restaurant with like no roof and then the sticks yep. just start falling. But it's poop that and dumb yeah. beetles. Mm-hmm. I would like that. Cloudy with a Chance of Dung. <laughs> That sounds amazing. <laughs> just the chance of someone needs to just completely pirate that, rip it, and <laughs> edit it, and make yes. it look great. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I I also like to imagine the scientists who are you know doing these tests and like thinking about 
does the dung beetle care about its source of poo? Right. And all they the different things they tried. The yeah, all the, like, we're going to get dog turds, we're going to get cat, we're going to get mine, we're going to Taco Bell, you eat Burger King. Like, it's like, you eat nothing but salads for the day, okay? And like, yes, man, let's do this. Oh gosh, the Taco Bell poo. Yeah, it's just like, wow, I really thought it would go for that one the most. And it's like, turns out dung beetles love Taco Bell. If you were a dung beetle, I'm sure you would. It would probably taste amazing. Or, you know, your arch nemesis, Sherry's. Mm, yeah. I mean, it really all goes goes in the same and comes out the same <laughs> virtually. I know. It's so funny. They literally eat poop just to poop. <laughs> Another thing, too. They feed on their the own refuse. Is that, <laughs> do they do that? I don't think they eat their own. Too picky. Too yeah. picky. I mean... They'll eat other poop, but not yeah, their own not poop. Their, well, that's where they draw the yeah, line. Yeah, come on, man. We draw the line. We're not that crazy. Yes. <laughs> okay, and then here's where their uh, not poop eating habits come into play, because um, they will eat sometimes other things that are not poo. <laughs> so some species within the same families have also been observed to adopt a more carnivore-like lifestyle by feeding on both live and dead prey. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of, they're very vicious. They uh, will find their prey like an ant or a millipede, because remember, they're small little beetles. Yeah, yeah. And they will (laughs) decapitate the head and then roll the body around like a pile of dung. (laughs) And they do this because they lack the necessary mouth parts of a carnivorous animal. So they literally are like prying the body apart by rolling it around so they can eat it. Lord. (laughs) So instead of just like eating it like a normal like tiger lion, they're like, I'm going to demolish this body all across the desert land and then I'll go back and eat the little bits and pieces that I like demolished. Psychotic. Yeah, a little bit. murderous efficiency there. Yeah, a little bit. Decapitate it and roll it around like a party trick. Uh, millipedes appear to be one of their favorites that are not poop because they are very commonly known as a slow moving target. There's <laughs> <laughs> like spaghetti noodles to them. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, millipedes. <laughs> I like how animals instinctively know, know to go for like heads and like right? throats. Right. Like, they don't know anything about that, but like as soon as that thing comes off, we're Unless good. it's a cockroach. Yeah, I wonder then how, they're just yeah. like, nope. Huh. Yeah, like, where do they get that from? How do they just, like, instinctually know that? No, oh, same thing, yeah. Huh. Like, well, how do they know that? Like, what in their bodies and brains what? says, yeah. remove the head, roll it around a lot, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> just demolish like, it. Like, okay. Decapitate it and demolish it, yeah. and you can and feast. And then you can feast. That's crazy to me. That's that's a crazy thing. Cloudy with a chance of tongue just took a dark turn. It really did. It really did. I did not expect <laughs> dung beetles to be this uh, psychopathic. Yeah, psychotic. I really did. I did not think. Cut the head off, roll it around, and go back for the bits. I didn't think that at all. And then how far do they have to roll this thing around? What if so they go like five feet? Enough. And what if they go five feet? That's a lot that for is, them. Especially for a tiny little yeah. beetle. And then for them to be like, I can smell the gore. <laughs> and they and just like track back, back and slurp it off as they go. Oh, yucky. Gross. These guys are not so cute oh, anymore. Oh, and then imagine all the little bugs that see the wasteland of it. Like, a dung beetle's been through here. Yeah. <laughs> I can smell it and see the <laughs> carnage. <laughs> <laughs> no Horrifying. Um, do you want to guess what 
eats dung beetles? What are their predators? Oh, uh, let's see. Starting to think about the critters that might live in those habitats. And they're so tiny. And one thing I never think about is the eating orifices <laughs> of many of these creatures. I always just like, assume what eats them? <laughs> I always just assume they all have teeth just like the smaller they are, the smaller the teeth get. You know, and they're just like just like us, but they don't. They don't not everybody has those. Nope. Um I don't know, little idiots who like to eat, you know, things like ant like not ant eaters, but things that are similar where they just see like a little bug and they're like Heck yeah, like maybe an armadillo in a desert. An armadillo uh, in a desert. In a jungle, maybe, I don't know, like a, what's a little jungle idiot that <laughs> likes to run around? Uh, I don't know. Like, like a monkey? A, like a, maybe apes, yeah, probably. <laughs> you got a dung beetle stuff, in your fur? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do something like that and just like go in on the dung beetles. Uh... I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm safe for desert climate. Definitely something like an armadillo. The jungle climate. You know, <laughs> I know probably, you're so specific. Yeah, maybe, maybe not snakes. I don't think snakes like to eat though. They need the big boys because they like to digest. Uh, I don't know, like a porcupine in a jungle. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. Porcupines <laughs> don't live in jungles. That's what I'm I picturing love this though. So much. I'm picturing. I'm picturing like a little rat thing. <laughs> you know, that's the, the little jungle creeper. Yeah. If you will yeah. spiders. Oh, spiders, definitely. Spiders definitely got to munch on these guys. I know they usually get the flyers, but they probably munch on these every now and again. Trapdoor spiders. Yeah. Those guys. Um, let's see. I mean, inherently, if we can find them in Louisiana and Florida, again, sorry. I'm sure alligators don't mean to, but when they take a yomp out of stuff, they probably get some dung beetles in there, too. Nice little seasoning. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. just like... This goat tastes a little pooey today. It <laughs> must have been very... some dung beetles in there. <laughs> yes. and, like, and I love it because I literally live in my own Good waste. little crunch. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's my guess. That's my I guess love on it. my creatures. I love all of your guesses so much. <laughs> um, so uh, their predators include small birds, some mammals, reptiles, amphibians, and even other insects. So. Okay. Possibly so, porcupines and yeah, armadillos so and gators. Anything really that's like, you're tiny and moving, yeah. I'm going to consume you. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> most species don't have, like, most of the dung beetles don't have, like, any elaborate defense against these predators, except for just running away and hiding. Yeah, they're like, ah. So they're like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they thought maybe the dung might repel. Yeah, like, oh, that's a dung beetle? No, thank no, you. Thank but people you. were like, whatever. Yeah, bullshit, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I'm that way. True. Uh, burrowing owls have been seen using animal poop as bait to trap dung beetles for food, which burrowing is pretty... Burrowing owls? Burrowing owls, which I don't know much about, so you can't ask me about them yet. <laughs> okay. But they set traps for dung beetles by using wow. other animal poop. Wow. It's pretty smart owl. That is really smart, but like... Does it really pay off in the end? You know, <laughs> it seems like a lot of work how for much? like maybe how little. Like, That's true. And, and, and they're really teeny, you know. So, I mean, how filling is that? Uh, maybe yeah. it's like a little popcorn snack. But how many come? You know, like is it gonna? Is That's this little doo doo pile? <laughs> is this little doo doo pile gonna really like pull in like a horde of dung beetles? What's the operation of the dung beetle? Like, how many are like? Hey man, 
I see a gold mine over here. Get the whole colony over you here know, now. You know, maybe they just set up their, like, little pile of poo, and they just take an afternoon nap, and every now and again they peek, and they see one, they snatch it up and eat, and then they continue to just enjoy their little nap. <laughs> Like Their little siesta, grapes. yeah. Because <laughs> after they eat one, another one comes like, oh, that pile of poo hasn't been taken yet. I'm yeah. going to go after it. Oh, and it's like, oh, that pile of poo hasn't been taken yet. But little do they know. That's the pile mm, of poo no one returns yeah. from. That is the deadly poo right what there. What is it? The pile of poo of no return. <laughs> <laughs> the death poo. <laughs> the owl death poo. <laughs> and then the burrowing owl. I mean, at some point, that just freaks me out. Yeah, I don't Owls, know. We'll have to learn about them. You see an owl up close. They're kind of scary. Yeah, not I don't lie. like birds. Doing I'm, bird episodes are going to be hard yeah, for me. <laughs> the, the, I've seen an owl one time, IRL, and I was walking home and it was on uh, one of the telephone wires. This was, this was a long time ago. I was uh, middle school still. And there was like a few street lights, but it did hoot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was weird sounding because it sounded like, to me, like it was coming from all directions. Oh, weird. And then I look up and I see him and they he had, or they had, this big orange eyes. Yeah. Just kind of just looking. And I was like, I am not messing with it. And it was huge. Like, it yeah. was like a dog, like a little dog up there almost yeah. with how big they it are. It can be big. And to think about that creature burrowing... <laughs> Is horrifying. Let's look at how big a burrowing owl is to either calm you or freak you out more, shall we? Oh my god. Burrowing owl, if I can spell. <laughs> ah! It's like a meerkat owl. <laughs> look at this. Aww, look at that. They're like that. little meerkat owls. Yeah, that thing is cute. That's adorable. Look at the little guy with his little head poking out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, that's cute. That's adorable. That's not as uh, there you go. scary. Less in my terrifying. Head. Yeah, way less terrifying. How big are they? They are about seven to ten inches, so they're pretty small. Oh, okay, they're teeny. They're little, little guys. Little dudes. They're little guys. That's cute. They're like a bird, but an owl. <laughs> like a small little <laughs> a small bird, little but fella. they're just an owl. So there you go. Less scary now. Okay, yeah, way less scary. <laughs> but uh, good on you for. Setting traps and eating dung beetles. <laughs> yes. Keep that populace in check. Yes. All right. So dung beetle behavior. So how they spend their time and what they do with their lives other than poo. Or why is poo such a big part of their lives? <laughs> um, so they can fly several miles in the air to search for the ideal poop. I love it. Um, one of the most incredible facts of the dung beetle is that it's thought to orient, orient itself by using stars of or the Milky Way as their guide, um, and they may be one of the few insects with that amazing ability, which I will talk more about that more too later. Um, they're able to climb on their dung balls and dance around in circles. Oh, no, this is where I talk about it. I like. I'm talking about it now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I put it in a different section, but I guess I didn't. This is what happens when I do, like, research days before, and then I do, like, three other animals in between. I'm like, I forget half of this stuff. (laughs) Um, So, they climb up onto their little dung balls, and then they dance around in circles before they take off. And this dance is not only one of joy, it says, but it's actually how they're checking the sky to get their bearings. Wow. Um, Yeah. So, they have... Like, the upper part of the dung beetle's eyes are specialized to be able to analyze the direction of the polarized light, which is the direction of light that the, it vibrates in, which mm-hmm. is what polarized light is. 
And then when the beetle looks up, it takes in the sun, the moon, and the patterns of the ambient polarized light. And these celestial cues help the beetle to avoid accidentally circling back to the pile of poo they were just at. Um, and knowing where they need to go. So they believe that they pretty much take a snapshot while they're doing this dance and like doing the dance is like them triggering the mm-hmm. camera. And then at that moment during the dance, the trigger is then like a picture in their mind and it's like the celestial visual scenery. And then it can help them have information that they need for like placement of the sun, the moon, and like the stars. And then they basically in their tiny little brains are able to use this information to travel in straight lines. Wow. All of that packed in a dung beetle. (laughs) (laughs) That's really impressive. Right? That's amazing. It's just also like mind boggling. I'm like, I don't even know how to follow the stars. Nope. Not at all. Dung beetle, you got me there. Right? (laughs) They do a little poo dance. I like, yeah. They take a little picture in their mind and then they're like, oh, this is where I'm oriented. I shall walk straight. (laughs) (laughs) All of that for so little. I like to imagine, yeah, like, little dung beetles just kind of chilling. There's, like, one massive ball of poo, mm-hmm. and there's, like, one dung beetle yeah, at the top. Yeah, doing, doing the dance. Doing a little dance. There's, like, torches and yes. flames everywhere. Yeah. They're just having the time of their life, and then they're like, okay, now we go that way. <laughs> yes. It's like the dance of the gods. Yes, exactly. The little dung beetle dance Guide gods. Guide us. <laughs> Guide us. Stop. <laughs> that is amazing. We march. Wow. They would make a really good movie. They would. I think Disney so. Pixar really needs to do a movie on, on a dung beetle. Mm-hmm. They would make such a good movie of like just a traveling. Oh, they make cute little traveling circus yeah. and the, things. Their leader is Dung Star, or like they have to find water in this wasteland, or I don't know something. I like that. Dung Star, do, the like, poop little, pope, and or it could be That's some other bug. <laughs> And they, like, come across a village of dung beetles doing, like, their little dance, and they, like, march. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Something. I think that would be awesome. Something. It would be, like, the Moana of dung beetles. Yeah. Using the stars to navigate. They learn from some dung beetle master. (laughs) I don't know. Something. And then maybe one of them gets caught by one of those beetle collectors. (laughs) Oh no! And then they have to find him by using their straight lines and stars. I don't know. (laughs) Something. I think there's something there. There's definitely something there. there. (laughs) Capitalize on the dung beetles, Pixar. Yes, they're. Nobody wants cars or any of that (laughs) stuff. We want the dung beetles. beetles. Give us those poopy bugs. (laughs) Give us the poop. (laughs) Give us the poop. where's the poop yeah. all right so their life cycle this is where we get to also learn more about the dwellers yes. tunnelers and burrow <laughs> rollers i suppose okay so um their mating rituals and stuff and the timing of all that is all up to each species and their environment mm-hmm. um but poop does play a huge part in their mating behaviors oh, yeah. So not only is it what they eat and what they like, but they also love it for their mating habits. Oh, boy. <laughs> They're literally just a poopy bug. Yeah. Um, and it does differ between the three types. So the tunneler species, a female will excavate a tunnel directly beneath um, a dung pile, and then she'll pull in some food. And then a male will go into the tunnel and stand guard. And he battles any other males that try to get in with his little 
head yeah. horns. So they literally butt heads and they <laughs> and they will shove each other. And then generally, while the male is the biggest um, body and has the largest horns, he does become the king of the tunnel. And he usually is the one that gets to mate with the female. Yeah. However, some of the hornless males don't even bother trying to outcompete the king of the tunnel. Instead, they wait until the tunnel entrance is, or like, open, or they'll self-dig another tunnel in and try to sneak past. And then when he, when the other one's not looking, and then they will mate with the female. Um, that is so... <laughs> Uh, sneaky, what? sneaky, <laughs> definitely. Here's the best part about it. So interestingly enough, the males that don't have horns and that are usually smaller, these males have substantially larger testicles for their size, allowing them to produce more sperm, which Ooh. increases their chance of becoming a father despite yes. their physical weakness. I love that. <laughs> Trade one for the other. <laughs> Balance. <laughs> right? I would be so pissed off. You're the biggest beetle. You're the king of the tunnel, baby. You are the king of the tunnel. And then you are like, all right, I've battled like five beetles. Mm -hmm. I'm good to go. I am ready to mate. <laughs> you know, I'm feeling the primal yes. energy in my little dumb yes. body. And then you <laughs> go back body. in, you feast on some dung, and then you look at your lady and she's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm filled. And this he's, little jumper this over little there. This little over here. <laughs> tunneled his way in a while. Packs a quite a punch, you know? <laughs> really gave me a good one. And then... See the gonads on this guy? Yeah, you see the gonads on that guy? Nice load. And you then, may have the horns, but uh, he's yeah, got, he got the, the horn, supply. Yeah, yeah, King Beetle, just like... <laughs> Well, I guess I'm going to go die. <laughs> cool, thanks. Cool, I only killed five of my homies to make this happen, and this guy just came in and sneaky, stealth lady. Yeah, that is awesome. That's amazing. Right? I like that. I thought that is you really might. cool. I really thought you might. I was, that's what I was doing. This. I was like, oh my dude. gosh, I'm so excited crafty to talk to Cody dude. about this animal. Like, he's the perfect person for uh, those yeah, beetles. I'd be pissed. I'm not going to lie. If I had King Beetle, I'd be very upset. <laughs> I'd be very mad. Do you think you would be the King Beetle? Or do you think you'd be the sneaky, sneaky one? Definitely King Beetle. <laughs> you'd Definitely be King, King Beetle. Beetle. <laughs> for sure. Raw, raw brute strength. Maybe because of your ones. charm, she wouldn't even look at the little guy. I would hope so. I would hope I would be like, you know, uh, handsome in a dung beetle's eyes, a nice dude, mm -hmm. uh, but also very strong yeah. in everything. Like you ask politely for everyone to leave before yeah, like, you hey, just man, can you guys, them. Yeah, yeah like, <clears throat> hey, I'm going to give you a chance to step away. Do no, the right okay. thing here. Yeah, and I'm going to horn him. <laughs> yes. Stab them, impale them all in the heart. Impale, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so roller dung beetles don't dig tunnels. Um, in these species, the males will take a gob of poo from the dung pile, form it into a ball, and then roll it away. If a female likes what she sees, she may oh. hop on top of the dung ball and go for a ride. Aww. While the male is pushing his prize to the ideal spot, so he's got a very specific oh, okay. location in mind, nice. secondary location, um, <laughs> he will also have to fend off other males trying to steal his treasure oh, no. and mate by pushing the 
pushing and tossing them away. So he's like rolling this beautiful ball of poo yeah. with a female on top, all glorious, mm. dancing probably, guiding yeah. him where to go. Yeah, and and then way. all these other dudes are like showing up like, like I want your pile of poo yeah, and I want the lady on top. And he's like, now nah, get out of here. Nah. Scram. Eat he's it. got the Corvette of poo. Yep. This beautiful babe on yep. it. And yeah, that's... That sounds like a tough one. That's yeah. a tough task. It is tough. He's not guarding the, a tunnel. Yeah. Nope. But he's uh, guarding a ball with a, a woman ball. on it. Well, yeah. And with a beautiful lady. <laughs> yeah. And then and then towards the end, you know, what, what, what if they get close to their uh, ideal location and then some jerk comes out of the bushes and is just like, ha, ah, <gasps> and then just kills him and then take, pushes it to the ideal spot and yeah. then they do the thing. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That really, that's, that's, a, that's a tough that's one. A trick one. It's a tough mating. Yeah. So, he doesn't yeah. have the most easy job, that's no, for sure. No, This is all. probably the most difficult. Well, I don't know. Maybe the king of the tunnel, if he gets sideswiped, who knows? Yeah, that's... Either that way. That one seems more emotionally struggling, yeah. the king one. This one sounds like physically enduring. Yeah. You gotta take yeah. the poo. And the lady. And the lady. And, that's the thing, too. Fight everyone he's up. He's to impress. He does. the rolling capabilities. Which, if he makes it there, impressive. Mm-hmm. If the ones who beat him and then make it there... Also impressive. Yeah, very much. Like, so. Wow, you. Which makes it mean for the jerks that like wait till the last second to be like, ha, you're tired. Yeah, you're tired. <laughs> uh, lay you out now. Yeah, Sneaky. that's brutal. Yeah, cheeky one. little bugs. Yeah, cheeky for sure. Um, but once they get to a good spot, the pair will then bury the dung ball into the soft soil, or they sometimes just leave it, and yeah. then they mate, and then the female will lay eggs in the ball. Um, nice. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's kind of good. Yeah, so they it. together like bury their little mm-hmm. poo ball. <laughs> and the dwellers, as you were previously oh, like, yes. the dwellers are the the lazy yeah, fellas, right? They are literally the most simple. They just lay eggs in the in the balls within <laughs> within <laughs> or just below the fresh dog pile. So they don't take it anywhere. Wow. They don't dig into it. Man, they just are like, oh, there's a fresh pile of poo. Great. Sweet. Done. There we go. Done deal. Yep. They don't have any specific... really. (laughs) Yeah. They don't have any specific crazy, like, fights or challenges. I think it's just whoever impresses her. I don't really know. There wasn't much about it. Just, she lays the eggs in the pile of fresh poo. That's (laughs) it. cool. (laughs) They're literally the laziest of them all. (laughs) They really are. They just kind of sit and wait. That's Mm -hmm. it. Like, oh, poo? Perfect. Oh, I'll just deposit these here. Done. <laughs> I don't want to have to carry that ball around. I don't Move want to have to keep people out of my tunnel. Gobs, kings, <clears throat> fights. Not for me. Yep. I'm just a layer. That's yep. all. Yep. I'm just going to dwell I'm here. Dwell in this spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how dumb beetles are intimate. I guess oh. we already talked about a little about the other intimacy. How do they actually get the job done? Um, so sex for them involves males passing sperm packets to the female after inserting his Buckets. sex organ called an aegis. Of course they had to name it something. A-E-D-E-A-G-U-S. I would say adagus. <laughs> adagus. <laughs> so he uh, inserts his adagus <laughs> into the female's <laughs> genital tract. And then the female will then lay the fertilized eggs into their little brood balls, um, which they make out of their collected dung. Wow. Yeah. Dung really is a, a paramount part of this, ain't it? It is. No dung, no. No dung, no adagus. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> dung is life for these guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So some large species of dung beetles may only produce one or two offspring. So they have like they don't have a huge a lot that they make. Um, except for that a few others will produce like more and they can do it like throughout the year so they can have babies like at least a dozen times in the year so like okay. once a month look oh. at that <laughs> all right i'm not too shabby because they don't have to carry them they just have the fertilized eggs and then they deposit them oh, in the poop and then and they carry on okay um however some females um will exhibit parental care the mother is usually the one that will take care of the young, um, but some species, the father also will play a role, so they do sometimes hang out with their little poo babies. Um, and then if the male does stick around, it said that they're usually going to like mate for life, which is kind of cool, but okay. that's not super common. Okay. Um, and then they can have anywhere from 3 to 20 eggs, but not all of them hatch mm. or survive. And then, do you want to guess how long a dung beetle typically lives for? Um, when I think of little bugs, I always want to assume that they have super short lifespans. Yeah, same. You know? But because of how much they don't really, like, produce, like the uh, yeah. lot you said, man, maybe, I'm, I'm going to guess maybe like two years. That's a good guess. They can live up to three years. Wow. Yeah, I feel wow, like that's, that's impressive really for a little bug. Yeah, that Most is. Most bugs don't live very long, especially like flies and things. They have such short lifespans. Oh, yeah, like toast very quickly. Yeah. So, pretty interesting. Nice. Um. So, some cool weird facts about the dung beetle, even though everything is cool and weird about them, but specifically yeah. like where they don't really fit into other categories. <laughs> um, I know this is the thing you've been wondering the whole time since we talked about Taco Bell poop. Yeah. Would dung beetles eat human poop? <laughs> they have, we have to know. These are the burning questions I know, that this, deserve I was answers. like, this is what everyone really wants <laughs> to know. human excrement. <laughs> yes. Out in the wild, dung beetles most mostly seem to specialize in the herbivore animals. Yeah. Um, but one study has found that some dung beetles actually rate human feces highly, perhaps because <laughs> of our varied diets. Um, it isn't known how many would naturally choose human feces in the wild. Mm. However, like, they did discover, like, the ones that have had it are like, this is, like, high-quality poo. caviar of yeah. poo. So human poo, especially if it's Taco Bell poo. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Is, like... Excuse me, all the MSG, sodium. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be good on everybody's yeah, palate. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, yes, they will <laughs> eat human poop. <laughs> Amazing. I'm glad to know that. Also, yes. I want to know who conducted that study. Right? I want to know who did all that. And then in the wild, how many humans are defecating in the wild, realistically? You know? I don't know. There's all these bear the grills out there just doing things. Like, oh, it's just dumb beetles you know over what? there. I'm sure we've all had moments where we're just like out and about and then we're like, oh, no bathroom. Oh, when I was a kid, I had a moment like that, but I don't think dung beetles are native to Oregon. <laughs> so I would never know if my uh, droppings fed, fed a dung beetle family. Dung beetle family. Maybe it hosted some cute little babies and a tunnel king awesome. of sorts. Yeah. Who I knows? Like well, I'm we gonna, can pretend. Yeah. I'm going to move can, forward saying can. that that did occur. Yeah. And then I supplied. You fed, fed a family of dung beetles. Thank you, Taco Bell. <laughs> Thank you for, for your service. Oh, Love it. Um, so we talked about how they're one of the strongest animals. Mm-hmm. So, size comparison, they are one of the strongest animals. Um, because 
they are capable of carrying 1,141 times their own body weight. So to put that into perspective, if a human could move that much weight, um, it would be the same as one person pulling six full double-decker buses by themselves. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. <laughs> Dumb so beetles. Yeah, you guys are shredded. They can't move six double-decker buses, but if we had their strength, we yeah. would be able to. So, wow, in comparison. That's superhuman levels of strength. Yeah. That's um, insane. So many of them can move a dung ball up to 50 times their own weight. And the strongest ever recorded beetle pulled a ball over one a thousand times its own weight. Um, and then this is equivalent to a 150 pound man pulling more than 80 tons of weight with his own strength. So, 80 tons. Wow. I don't think that's Six ever been done. full double decker buses. I don't think that's ever been done in human history. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I could be horribly wrong. Nats. Nats. <laughs> they want to eat my plants. Get out of here, Nats. <laughs> Go away, Nats. I'm not going to talk about you, Nats. You don't yeah, deserve an episode. You, you suck. <laughs> Dung beetles are better than you. Yeah. The poop beetles are way more important than you. <laughs> yes. Um, do you know of any famous dung beetles? I don't. Me either. I do not know the- of any of them. <laughs> IMDb says there's at least 27 movies with dung beetles in them. Not like about dung beetles, but where they like make an appearance. And the only one I could think of off the top of my head was Ice Age. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I know that they do make like small like appearances here and there. Mm-hmm. So they are in at least 27 movies. And then a story about dung beetles is that they were considered sacred in ancient Egypt. Egyptians believed Ra, the sun god, moved across the sky during the day. In the same way, dung beetles would roll dung up into a ball. And because of this, you can find them in many of their paintings and jewelry. So they were very prized little beetles. Wow. Which, now that I think about it too, they're also kind of in The Mummy. <laughs> oh, yes. The little, yeah, the little scarabs. Ski, yep. That uh, burrowed into yeah. their flesh yeah. and into their brain yeah. and then killed the person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that made me terrified. Whether that's like a specific dung beetle or not, I don't know. Beetles. But they were like worshipped in that kind of sense of I like, see, okay. they were like, prized in paintings and jewelry and like trading thingies mm-hmm. and then the lightning round what's your best lightning sound um <laughs> yes yeah, there we go. um so one species the uh pachysoma i don't know some species of dung wheel grabs small pieces of dry dung and then gallops it back to a nest where it is stored and the beetle gallops is my gallops i know that's why they were like gallops and so there was like a whole study on why this beetle gallops um and then it's stored in a pile of dung and it's repeated like it repeats its trips back and forth a bunch so to like grab a little bit gallop it put in its nest with the rest of its storage and then gallop back and gallop and wow just, it gallops Seems very efficient faster yeah, yeah. maybe the other guys who have to roll it <laughs> probably <laughs> um and then the galloping is super unique in to insects and the theory is that this beetle may be estimated the estimating the return distance from the food to its nest in addition the galloping may help the beetle to avoid slipping on the softer sand and scientists also suspect that the beetle is using an eye located at the bottom of its head to measure optic flow, um, which the pattern of apparent motion in objects, which is why it gallops around. Very cool. 
Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, super weird. Yeah, that's a fun that's like a fun galloping dumb beetle. Yeah, galloping dumb beetle. <laughs> Which, you know, would make a great horse-sized bug. Yes. It already knows how to gallop. Yeah. That would, <laughs> and it's really strong. That would be horrifying. Yeah. That would be so if you had to have any animal horse-sized for a charging into war, dung beetles would dung be beetle a good option. Be, yeah. They've got mm-hmm. armor. They're super strong. Yeah. Mounting them would be perfect. Yeah. Oh, and then we have subterranean combat. I yeah. mean, amazing. Yeah. And, so. I mean, yeah, you could just strap a bunch of dynamite to them, just there burrow into the ground. They can then, fly? Oh, my God, that'd be horrifying. Oh, my gosh. A, yes. A, a, no, like, thank you. Pegasus, <laughs> but a bug. Uh, ooh, just charging in combat. Ooh. Dropping dung balls? Dung, yeah, dung balls. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Imagine being a soldier on the like enemy side, and just like a big what? <laughs> and then Ooh. the rest of the dung beetles come because it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, and they feast on you. Ooh. Ooh, that would be scary, very very scary. Gross. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That'd freak me out. Yeah, horse sized dung beetle. No, thank you. With flight. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, my last lightning round fact is that dung beetles can eat more than their own weight in a twenty four hour period. <laughs> Which is considered helpful to humans because they speed up the process of converting manure to substance usable by other organisms. So oh, they just binge eat the poo. They do. Yeah, that's awesome. And my last little bit is our dung beetle's friend or foe. This is our little special segment where I usually do like, is it the right pet for you or Aww. some random thing. So friend or foe. I'm going to tell you these facts and then you're going to tell me if you think they're a friend or a foe. Okay. So these beetles are generally not a problem for most people. They're even a huge asset for farmers and ranchers because they clean up most of the excrement left over by livestock. However, on occasion that you are trying to recycle animal feces for fertilizer, dung beetles might be a problem. In these cases, some kind of chemical treatments or sprays should be used to get rid of them because it won't hurt other things, but it will hurt the bug. So that's how you get rid of them if they're a problem. And then dung beetles don't really pose a real threat to people because they don't they're not known to spread disease because they're pretty good at neutralizing any harmful bacteria in the dung and by digging through and aerating the cow's poop beetles have actually reduced the amount of methane released in parts of texas dung beetles bury about 80 percent of cattle dung if they didn't the manure would harden plants would die and the pasteurized land would be barren smelly landscape full of flies and then in Australia, the native forest-dwelling dung beetle couldn't keep up with the tons of manure being deposited by the cattle, so they were getting, like, really bad fly, like, mm. infestations. Yeah. So then the African dung beetles were sent over because they do well in open fields, and then they, so they were brought over to Australia to help with these growing piles of poo, mm-hmm. and today that pasture is doing super great, and the five pot fly populations are under control so friend or foe wow that's a real like 50 50 (laughs) but (laughs) i didn't really consider that yeah the poo attracts the the other jerks that are like real real pests in Mm -hmm. my eyes yeah i hate flies and stuff me too so um i'm gonna lean more towards friend though in this in this one i think they're more friend than foe in this they seem to do more good than they do bad. And yeah. their bad maybe is just a product of the environment, really. I mean, yeah. sorry. Sorry if you want to use your manure, but maybe have less manure. Yeah, the manure for or, your crafts. You know, you but know. they also help the manure 
overturn yeah. and become yeah. healthy for your plants too. But unless they're stealing the manure, then that's when it's a problem. <laughs> no, they're taking away <laughs> they're my manure. They're stealing my manure. <laughs> um, and then the last thing is, can you have a dung beetle as a pet? No. <laughs> Since I just, know you love them. No, I mean, I, I love to picture that, <laughs> yes, you could, but... It just sounds like so much upkeep, but the cool thing is, is that they would have a nice steady supply for me personally. True. So, I mean, me personally, absolutely. I would love to (laughs) have some dunk beetles as a pet. Practicality? (laughs) Probably not, though. So, if you have a dung beetle as a pet, you, there are, there is a company that supplies them for pets in a way, or like for a certain field condition, um for like livestock but you have to be willing to regularly feed them fresh livestock dung um and it's unlikely that they would be really good suitable pets because they're not super fun (laughs) they're just kind of their own thing boring um and but if you want you can you just need proper living arrangements and make sure you give them good quality healthy poop well i don't think they would get healthy poop for me (laughs) quality in some ways taco bell So, is the dung beetle your spirit animal? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> They're so cool. They are very cool critters. You would be the king uh, of the tunnel. The king of the tunnel all the time. <laughs> Every mating season would be so unique and fun. And if I could remember, I three would... three years. Yeah, yeah, three years. Every every time I go to mate, I would try... After the first time, because that would happen, you know, the, the little tunneler would go and do their thing and steal the babe. I would make sure that in the next time I would set traps. There little you dung go. Traps, little dung mines. Learn. Yep, just explodes Get the all over the burrowing owl no. to help you out. Yeah, <laughs> become friends with the burrowing owl. Let him know. Oh my gosh, that'd be such a cute. There's the Disney Pixar. Yeah, there we go. Get the little burrowing owl. And the dung beetle like, hey, become man, buddies. Look, 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 man, I'm trying to mate. Okay, but these guys, they just keep, they just keep snatching them up. They're too yes. clever. I need you to eat them all for me so that I may mate you. I got you. I got you, bro. And then yeah, <laughs> eating all these bugs, vicious. It's horrifying. And then here I am, just laying the pipe. And yes. It's a beautiful story, really. I love it. I like it. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> well, on that note, I hope everyone finds out if their spirit animal is the dung beetle and if they're a friend or a foe to you because yeah. they're great. They are amazing. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. See yous. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, animal lovers, and also thank you to my special guest this week. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so I can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. I would love to hear from you, your stories, your experiences, any suggestions you might have. Also, I would love to see any fun, cool art you guys do. You can email them to me at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow Animal Facts Podcast on Instagram for updates, cool art, and other fun animal-related news. Click the link in the description for the resources, the donation links to saving the different animals we talk about, merchandise, and other fun things. A special thank you to my family for my really fun drum rolls, my best friend Jewel for my awesome music, and to my guests for joining me in my animal passions. Thank you again, animal lovers, for listening and supporting me in my animal discoveries and adventures. And until next time, bye! Alright, and then the last thing we do is a really random animal fact that has nothing to do with dung beetles. Okay. We're like after the little outro bit. Hit me with it. So, your last random fact.
that has nothing to do with dung beetles, is they discovered a mountain goat killed a grizzly bear. Which isn't really a crazy fact. It's just a story that was, like, recently found on Science. I have to know how it did it. (laughs) So, a grizzly bear, they didn't see what happened. They found this dead grizzly bear, and they were like, what happened to this grizzly bear? Because it's a really big bear, and it's really hard to kill a grizzly bear. Yeah. And they're like, what happened? And then after doing a, what is it? Not biopsy. What is it? Autopsy. Autopsy. There we go. Thank you. (laughs) After doing an autopsy, they discovered there was, like, these two holes one was, like, in the armpit, and one was, like, right like, close to it, just a little bit different. And they matched the same as, like, a mountain goat yeah. horn. And, like, the pattern of it was the same as a mountain goat. So they were able to match it to a mountain goat. Okay. And so what they assume is that this grizzly bear tried to attack a, gr- a mountain goat, and the goat fought back and got the bear just right under the armpit, stabbed it, and killed it. Wow. And then ran away and, and left the bear to die. Like, see you later, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> So a mountain goat was capable of killing a grizzly bear. Wow, that's amazing. Right? Fun, even funner fact, aim for the armpit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> aim for the pit. Aim for the pit. That's crazy. I thought you were about to say, oh, it cre- like cleverly like <laughs> rammed it off a cliff. Or nope. just like, nope. It stabbed it, it with its stabbed horns. stabbed it with its horns <laughs> and said, get the frick so away from me. So don't fight a mountain like, goat. Nope, absolutely not. That sounds horrifying. But also... There is hope if you are a mountain. Yep. <laughs> Remember, nothing can be done without hope. It's true. There you go. Hope is what holds us everything. <laughs> hope, hope, hope. <laughs> cool. And that is our first episode together. Yay!